Welcome to our live stream service today. I'm Reverend Jim Ernston, and we're so glad you joined us. We're online every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Time, and you can also view our archived services online, unityminneapolis.org. If you're watching us on Facebook this morning, we ask that you partner with us to reach more people in our community by hosting what's called a watch party and it's easy to do. You click on share at the bottom of your screen, then you click on host a watch party, and then post. You can let others know that they can tune in with you at the same time. And if you'd like to take it a step further, you can click on invite friends to that watch party as well. We have some additional activities this week. Tuesday evening, the men's group meets at 6.30 p.m. And then I will lead a follow-up discussion to today's service on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Wednesday, Reverend Tony begins the Crucial Conversations Skills class at 7 p.m. Linda Nee begins three new yoga classes, two in the morning on Tuesdays and Fridays, and then one in the evening on Wednesday night. And it's not too late to join the Thursday morning 
book group that's led by Karen Oney, and that's entitled Finding Yourself in Transition with Robert Brummett. And then on, Tuesday, or on Thursday nights, I lead The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Learn more about all of our events and activities on our website, Facebook page, or Peek at the Week newsletter. Or you can also contact us through the church office email or voicemail. And now we turn to Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. Friends, join me in our opening prayer. I invite you to go to that place within where you know and you feel God's love. Gently close your eyes, closing out the outside world. Thank you, God, for fathers and those who played the role of fathers, including women. Thank you, God, for the divine masculine energy that is within all of us. We give thanks for our own fathers and for fathers throughout the world. We bless them for all that they have done in the past and all that they will do in the future. We know and we understand that the role of a father is one of great responsibility and reward. We give thanks to God for these wonderful expressions of strength that have blessed and inspired us and the children of our world. Thank you, God, for the fathers who are there for their children, reaching out in love to guide and to comfort. Thank you, God, for the strong influence fathers have on the lives of their children, for the love and the dedication that they have shown. So today, we bless all fathers in this expression of life or the next, realizing that we are all one and that there is no separation in spirit. Today, we give fathers the greatest gift that we can to one another, and that is our heartfelt blessing of love and of prayer. And this morning, we pray with our world. We pray with this world that is wounded at this time. We give thanks, dear sweet spirit, that you are in the presence of it. We give thanks that we know you today as guidance and know that as we are guided, we will take inspired action to do what is ours to do. So it's great appreciation and great joy that we say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I invite you to join us for our opening hymn. Well, I'm walking, and I'm talking,
Joanne Parker, it's great to have you here today with Laurie Dawkin and our Unity Band. Outstanding. Thank you. You know, one of our core values here at Unity is that of welcoming. And therefore, one of our favorite things to do each and every Sunday morning is to welcome you. And we wish that we could welcome you in person today, but we welcome you live streaming with us. And today, if you've joined us for the very first time, we especially welcome you. We're glad that you're with us. So we are an open and welcoming, inclusive community, and we're glad indeed that you're with us today. So let's settle in for the reading of the Daily Word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. And you're invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box or submit a prayer request online on our website. Your prayers will be prayed over for seven days through our prayer ministry and then forwarded to Silent Unity where they're prayed for for an additional 30 days. Today's daily word is a father's blessing. I give thanks for all expressions of fatherly love. My relationship with my father may have been positive and nurturing or difficult and challenging. He may have been a strong presence during my childhood, or he may have been absent. We may be part of each other's lives today. We may be estranged, or he may have passed from this earthly life. Whatever our circumstances, I bless my father, and I see him enfolded in divine love. As I honor my father, I also honor all the father figures who have helped guide me along my path. Family members, teachers, neighbors, clergy, employers, and friends, I bless them as I recall all the ways that each one in a unique way has molded strength, guidance, wisdom, and patience. Their presence remains with me thanks to their gifts of fatherly love. And the scripture is from Proverbs. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths 
of uprightness. Today's daily word, a father's blessing.
so in this consciousness of peace and this consciousness of love that has been established here this morning, I invite you to join me in meditation. If you've not done so, I invite you just to gently close your eyes and do whatever you need to do in order to become comfortable. Pausing, shutting out the outside world. And as you begin to focus on your breathing, just gently bring your attention inward. Often called the secret place of the Most High. That place that only you can go. Again, let us take a deep breath, the breath of spirit. Again, together. And as we exhale, we let go. And we surrender again to that infinite, invisible spirit within. And in the United States today, it's Father's Day. A day for looking back. Yes, and also a day for looking forward. A day to give thanks for the person or persons who have provided support, protection, and guidance along life's journey. And today is a day to give voice to the gratitude in our hearts, to the appreciation in our hearts. And today, as we think about fathers, let us expand our thoughts to include fathers throughout the world. Let us send them heartfelt prayers and blessings. And let us give thanks for their part in the miracle and the mystery of life. And now let us expand our thoughts to appreciate the masculine and the feminine energy within ourselves. We give thanks for fathers today. And with hearts full of gratitude, now let us rest for a moment in the stillness, in the quiet, and in the silence.
Now I invite you again to take that deep breath with me. That breath of spirit. Giving thanks that we have truly been together in this kingdom of God within. Grateful for the gifts that we have received. And this morning we pray with those that have requested our prayers represented by our prayer box, the electronic mail, the cards and the letters that we have received. We hold each and every one of these prayer requests in our hearts, giving thanks in advance for answered prayer. So let us take another deep breath together. And as we exhale, we begin to return to this time and this place with hearts full of gratitude. We say thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. It's your mind, it's your soul. 
missing piece It's the freedom of forgiveness It's the sweetness of release It's the joy of inspiration It's the sunshine on your face It's the birthright of all nations It's the boundlessness of space It's the beauty of a baby I'd like to honor my dad this morning. Honor my dad who is no longer with us. And I wasn't sure I was gonna do this this morning, but I do have something personal to share. I do wanna remind us that if you know somebody who is moving through a depression, reach out to them. Talk to them. Help them get professional help. In fact, suicide prevention is almost a science these days, and reaching out to that person can, can save their lives, save their life. So I honor my dad. And my dad loved to tell stories of his three sons. So our family had three sons, and he loved to tell those stories of us growing up. But he also realized, and he told stories to reflect that he honored my mom as well, because here she was in the middle of this family dynamic where she was the only woman, and there were four other men in the family. So he gave her a lot of credit for that. And we were a, a democratic family, very democratic. These were the rules of the household. And we voted on everything. We voted on everything. So when we were sitting down ready to watch TV, we voted. And my mom would suggest, well, let's watch Bewitched, let's just say. And the four guys would vote, well, no, we're going to watch Bonanza. So we watched Bonanza. If we were going out to eat, my mom would suggest, well, let's go to a, a nice Italian restaurant. We'll get a giant, a great big salad, and we'll eat healthy. The four guys, no, let's go for burgers. And, of course, four against one, we went and got burgers. Or maybe even a movie. We would vote on the movie. Was it going to be... Mary Poppins, like my mom wanted to see, or, no, she was outvoted, the four guys wanted to see the latest John Wayne movie. So bless my mom, she was always outvoted within our family. But again, I want to honor my dad as well for this day. 
Happy Father's Day, Dad. But I, I did mention my mom, and she had her birthday a couple of days ago. Her birthday is on the 19th. And the 19th sometimes falls on a Sunday. So again, her, her challenge within the family was her birthday falls on Father's Day some years, and she would have to share that birthday with my dad. But she also shares her birthday, June 19th, and I want to acknowledge this as well, the commemoration of Juneteenth. So we hold that in our hearts as well. So happy birthday, Mom. We commemorate Juneteenth. And we say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Today we're going to talk about the powers of the body. And those are strength, order, release, and life. Last week, Reverend Tony spoke on the faculties of the mind, of the head, faith, understanding, imagination, and will. Next week, Reverend Pat will talk about the powers of the heart, zeal, power, love, and wisdom. But today we're going to talk about those of the body. And those attributes, those powers, I define those as our divine expression. Together, those 12 powers make up our divine expression. Charles Fillmore, through a series of lectures that he gave, compiled all those lectures into a book that we know today, and he published that in the 30s, the 1930s. So that's what we have today. Originally, the title was The, powers, the 12 Powers of Man. Each one of these powers can stand alone, and we can talk for days on each of these separate 12 powers, but we can also talk about, and we will today, we'll talk about how they interact with each other. Because if you have just one power, or two or even three, that are really working in your life, but everything else is maybe subpar, you're going to be limping along with, the, with that divine expression. You want to be balanced with these 12 powers, these attributes. And then we're also going to talk about what does the 12 together represent? What does that mean to have all 12 of these powers together? And if you take only one thing away from this talk today, please remember, I am the divine expression of the Christ. So this is an affirmation for all of us. I am the divine expression of the Christ. So let's start with, with strength. Number one, strength. Strength is that attribute that allows us to stay the course, to stay the course, to keep moving in a certain direction. This is strength. It's also represented by the ability to have stability. So stability in your life, being centered, being firmly rooted. In fact, I think of it as that, that stability as that, that Wonder Woman pose. So you've got that nice wide, you've got your hands on your hips, your shoulders are back. That's stability. 
Wonder Woman. That's what reminds me of it. Also, the quality of tenacity. So strength is that tenacity that we have in our life, that staying power. Tenacity. I think of the opposite of tenacity, and, and maybe you've seen this movie, that movie, that animated movie, um, Up is the name of it. And in that movie, there was a little dog, and it had a collar on it, and Lori's nodding her head. She knows this movie. That dog had a collar that allowed you to hear out loud what it was thinking. So it would be talking to you, telling you how much he loved you, and, and we're, we're going on an adventure, and how great things were. And then all of a sudden, it would be squirrel and he would be distracted. That's the opposite of tenacity. Tenacity allows you to focus and stay focused. No squirrel. And within the Bible, we have the story of David and Goliath that represents strength as well. That story that tells of that young boy, David. In fact, he was too young to even be part of the army at the time. That, were, that two armies were coming together. He was simply delivering water and food to the troops. Nobody would go out on the battlefield to fight with Goliath. And he begged. He wanted. He was tenacious. He was strong. And he convinced the king at the time, King Saul, to allow him to go out on that battlefield against one-on-one -on -one against Goliath. And of course, we know he took that one stone and sling and slayed the giant. That is strength within the Bible. Again, that affirmation, I am the divine expression of the Christ. Number two, order. Charles Fillmore wrote... Order is the first law of the universe. In fact, there could be no universe unless its parts were kept in perfect harmony. So again, this is order. In fact, there could be no universe unless its parts were kept in harmony. So order is that organization quality, the structures, the patterns, the creating order out of chaos that we know. That's that organization. That's that order quality. But it can also be the idea of adjustment as well. So that balance is part of this order. That ability to make a correction and maybe head off in a slightly different way. That adjustment is also a quality of order. Also, evolution is part of this idea as well, that we can maybe receive some knowledge, maybe through our meditation, that divine discontent that we can feel from time to time. That evolution gives us a signal that we need to do something different that there is new growth for us in a slightly different spot. That is part of this power of order as well. When I think of order, I think of the, the planets in the solar system. I think of the galaxy out there and the stars 
in the night, the patterns that appear when the sun goes down, the predictability of the universe itself. And we've known that for thousands of years, thousands and thousands of years. Think about Stonehenge and the placement of the stones predicts that sunrise on the summer solstice. That predictability is part of that quality or that attribute of order. Number three, release. Release is that, can also be that cleansing from our lives. That cleansing from our lives. It can be the elimination of things. It can be the letting go of things that no longer serve us within our world, within our lives. That letting go quality. It's also known as renunciation. Renunciation can be used to let go of those self-imposed limitations that we, for whatever reason, have placed on ourselves and just can't let go. We limit ourselves in certain ways. And this quality of renunciation allows us to shed that and get back on track. Forgiveness is also a piece of release. When you think about forgiveness, letting go, and moving on. It's a different definition of forgiveness could be returning our awareness back to our oneness with the divine. Returning our awareness back to our oneness with the divine or with the universe. So a story, a personal story that I have that illustrates this idea of release. Many years ago, Lisa and I attended a Buddhist retreat and there was a lot of, there was a lot of silence during this retreat. There were a lot of uh, lessons from the Buddhist monks um, and there was a hierarchy where there, there were older monks that had many decades of of experience, and there were younger monks that were just entering in. And I remember one afternoon, one of the younger monks, he was going to give a talk. He was going to give uh, a Dharma talk on the Four Noble Truths. And the Four Noble Truths are something that's fairly basic within Buddhism. And that was the task of this new monk. And yet the oldest monk there, the one that had the most experience, he was the one, he was in the front row leaning in to this lesson. He was listening to every word that that younger monk was saying. He was demonstrating beginner's mind. And that's part of this release as well. Letting go of all of our perceived knowledge and focusing on what can I learn from this new situation, this new lesson. And what a lesson to see that monk who'd had decades of training sitting there, opened up, waiting to be inspired by this younger monk and to learn maybe just one thing out of that Dharma lesson. 
I am the divine expression of the Christ. I am. Number four, life. The power of life. We can also think of that as animation, which is that flow in life, that taking of a dream and moving it into a divine idea. It can be vitality and that quality of thriving. That is life as well. It can be our presence, our presence with our family, our friends, our community. That being, that dreaming, that desiring is life as well. And this is not simply, when we think of life, it's not simply human life, but it is our spiritual life. That's one thing that I want to get across today. This is, this is a quality of spiritual life. And how do we know, I'm going to pose the question, how do we know that we have, within Christianity, we call it a soul. How do we know that we have a soul and that it is eternal? One of the things we talked about on Thursday in our book group, The Untethered Soul, Michael Singer, the author of that book, talked about the idea that we are not our thoughts, we are not our emotions, we are not the objects that we identify with in our world. And that when we move and to prove that we have a soul and to prove that we are not these things, he recommends that we step back from these things, these thoughts, emotions, or things, or objects, and experiment with that. And sometimes that can be a meditation experience to where we step back from that steady flow of, the, of thoughts and that monkey mind, move into meditation, and realize that when you create that space between the thoughts, you've opened yourself up. There's a thought. You make room. There's the next thought. Within that space, you have just proven that because, again, you've stepped back and you've witnessed that you are still here, that without a thought, you still exist. Without an emotion, you still exist. Without these things, you still exist. You are the thing. You are the observer. And you're not all these things. You are awareness. You are presence. You are a soul, an eternal soul. This is the idea of spiritual life. You are that eternal soul, regardless of thought, emotion, or things. And again, I am the divine expression of the Christ. So those were the individual things. How do these powers interact in terms of balance? So what I'm going to illustrate is that you can have one power, maybe too much and not enough of the other one, 
And you need to bring those back into harmony, back into balance. So a couple of examples, strength and order. Just talking about these two, strength and order. Strength gives you stability, firmly rooted. So there you are, stability, firmly rooted. And yet order gives you that idea of adjustment and balance. So over here was adjustment and balance. If you don't have that adjustment and balance, but all of it is rooted, you're going to be a little out of sync. You need to balance that firmness with the quality of adjustment. And that's going to help you. That's going to be your best place in life. How about order and release? Within release, we talk about that return to oneness. Return to oneness with the divine or with the universe. So that return, that scene of a whole. With order, we see the patterns out of chaos. We judge the pieces and create order out of that. So we've got pieces over here, but we have wholeness here. We balance those two things and create a better world for ourselves. So, and that doesn't even touch on some of the other pairs. We can go through every single pair within that 12 and see how that balances with the others. But as a whole, these 12 powers, these 12 attributes, let's consider what they make up as a whole. We bring them all together. We attempt to keep them in balance. And what does that represent? What did Charles Fillmore think that that represented within our lives? Those 12 powers brought together as a whole within our lives represents what we in the unity movement call the Christ. The Christ. So when all 12 of these are working together for our good, that is the Christ. That demonstrates the 12 powers perfectly. We are balanced. And in that balance, we express our Christ, our Christ nature. Jesus of Nazareth demonstrated perfectly these attributes, these powers. And that's why we give him the title Jesus Christ. So Jesus of Nazareth becomes Jesus Christ as he demonstrated these powers to perfection. And we can do the same. That is where we are moving toward here and now. So we talked about strength. We've talked about order. We've talked about release. And we've talked about life. I do want to remind us, I am, and this is the affirmation, I am the divine expression of the Christ. And we might even tweak that a little bit. I am the divine balance of the Christ. I am the divine balance of the Christ. So again, I honor all fathers out there. I honor my mom. Happy birthday, mom. And Juneteenth as well. Thank you. Namaste.
and sleeping Been so still Afraid of crumbling Have I been careless Dismissing all the distant rumbling Take me where I'm supposed to be Comprehend the things that I Thank you, Joanne Parker. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Ben. Jim, thank Reverend Jim. <laughs> Reverend Jim, thank you for, as one of my teachers used to say, thank you for a good, solid unity lesson. Thank you very much. And today, we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. Let me be totally honest with you. Just as it's challenging for you, I'm sure many of you, and I know that as a fact, and we invite you to support your church on the level that you feel comfortable in supporting it. I will also say this, for the last two months, it's been somewhat challenging with our love offerings as well. So it's challenging to do church this way, and I'm going to invite you as you go into your heart today just to ask yourself, you know, what is mine to give and what is mine to do in relationship to your gift to Unity Minneapolis? 
Unity Minneapolis, we are self-supporting through our own contributions, and we invite you to give today. And that's from my heart to your heart. It's easy to give. If you're streaming with us today on our website, you hit that donate button, and it's easy to give right there. If you're, on your, if you're streaming with us through Facebook Live, you can text us so easily. That's give to Unity at 77977. Give to Unity, numeral new, to 77977. Also, if you'd like to mail a check into Unity Minneapolis, we graciously receive that as well. Let me share something with you. As our financial accountant removes the checks, there's often notes in there. And she sends me these beautiful notes that you include with your contributions. And it's really a joy and a privilege to feel your support and to feel your love as we go through this COVID-19 together. And as we do this, let's remember that we're all one and that this is our spiritual community. And we look forward to coming together again when it's safe for all of us. So thanks for listening to me this morning. Now let's go within. Let's just go within and take that deep breath again. And let's know the truth today, that God is the source of all good in our life. God is the source. God is the abundance that we seek. God is the source of good for unity, Minneapolis. Now let's affirm together our offertory blessing. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give all that I receive, and all that I am. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Let's take a moment and bless these gifts. We give thanks for these gifts. We give thanks for these gifts. And we bless these gifts understanding that spiritual law of blessing. Giving thanks for those things that we bless truly increase in our life and we're grateful. We're so grateful. So we bless these gifts as we send them forth to fulfill our vision and our mission. And that is truly a transformed world. Thank you, thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Our Unity prayer chaplains are holding sacred space in their homes today. 
So if you have a prayer request, by all means, go to our website, fill out that prayer request, and immediately our prayer ministry will begin praying with you. And then we send those prayer requests to Silent Unity, our worldwide prayer ministry. Also, we bless our families today, our families and our children. And we conclude our series next week, and I'm excited about this lesson already, and it's a whole week away. But I get to talk about the powers or the faculties or the gifts of the heart. And so join us next week as we conclude our series. Those of you who may not know that this past Monday, June the 15th, our Jim Ernston became Reverend Jim Ernston. And it's the first time that I've ever attended a virtual ordination. And I told him later, I said it was really inspiring, it was inviting, even though it was virtually, virtual. And yet at the same time, I miss giving all of our new graduates hugs and congratulations. But Jim, we want to, Reverend Jim, we'd like to honor, it takes a, takes a while. Reverend Jim, we'd like to honor you this morning. So I'm gonna invite you to come to the platform just for a moment. And I um, hope I can get through this. <laughs> you can do this. I can do this, I can do this. Um, we are number one here at Unity Minneapolis. We're grateful that you have, we have been a part of your ordination journey. Yes. And I know, and many others know, what kind of journey this is. And I know in my heart that you will never forget the date of June the 15th. That's another June date for you to remember yes, right in there. Yes, but I want to share with you something that I try to read at least twice a year. This is something that is written by James Dillard Freeman, our poet laureate. And he writes, what does it mean to be a minister? It means to make yourself small so that others can feel large. It means to make yourself a servant so that others may feel their mastery. It means to give so that those who lack may receive. It means to love so that those who feel unloved may have someone who never rejects them, someone with whom they can always identify. It means to hold out your help to those who ask and deserve help, and also those who do not ask or deserve it. It means always to be there when you are needed, yet never to press yourself on another when you are not wanted. It means to stay at peace so that those who are contentious will have someone to whom they can turn to stabilize themselves. It means to keep a cheerful outlook so that those who are easily cast down may have someone to lift them up. It means to keep faith and to keep on keeping faith, and I would add, and to keep on keeping faith, <laughs> even when you yourself find little reason for believing, so that those who have no faith can find the courage to live. It means not merely to live a life of prayer, but to turn your prayers into life. More life for you, more life for those to whom you minister. It means to be God-centered and human-hearted, to involve yourself in humanity and to keep your vision on divinity and so draw forth in all around you the human form divine. It means to share the greatest moments of life in birth and sickness, in marriage and death, 
and at all times, whether a crisis or of celebration, to bring comfort and a blessing and above all, a sense of a presence, a sense of a presence that sometimes we cannot see and a meaning that often we overlook. That is what it means to be a minister of God and a minister to humanity. And Reverend Jim, I can assure you that some days you will do better than others. <laughs> I can assure you that we are spiritual beings, but we are having a human experience. True. And I can assure you that others will expect things out of you that is unbelievable. And some of those times you can fulfill and some of those you cannot. I know a few things about you already. You're really good at self-care and you will need that tremendously. So this plaque engraved with this poem is pre presented to Reverend Jim Ernston on the occasion of his ordination, June the 15th, 2020, presented by Reverend Pat Williamson and Unity Minneapolis. It is Thank indeed you. a pleasure to see you on your path. We love you, we bless you, and just grateful for you. I would normally hand it to you and hug yeah, you, but that's not going to work right now. So what we'll do is, uh, would you like to, I know we're a little over. We're a little over. Be patient. Be kind. Um, would you like to respond in any way? I, I feel overwhelmed, so no. Not necessarily. I got it. Well, thanks for a great solid lesson. I'm going to put this over here. Okay. We'll wipe it down before we give it to you, <laughs> and all is well. Much noise as we can, everybody. Yay! Yay! Oh, we love, this is my part. <laughs> I think this is our prayer for protection and our peace song. So, Reverend Jim, I invite you to come back to the platform. We will wipe our tears and of celebration, and we'll know together that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. And the presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine. And all is swell.
Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon. <laughs>